Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hellboy Book Club. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Aubrey Loveless. And I'm Danielle. And I'm Wayne Mitchell. Whoa! It's, it's Wayne, Wayne Mitchell! Mitchell. <laughs> Wayne Mitchell, book club member. Yes. That's right. Yeah. And also the voice of Hellboy. Yes, right. Yeah. We've been talking about Hellboy, The Lost Army. We also had a group of episodes a while back where we talked about Hellboy, Bones of Giants, which you yeah. also did the voice work for. I sure did. I sure did. Yeah, I haven't listened to those episodes yet. Now that I know about you, because I didn't know about you back then. You uh, reached out to me on Instagram, and I was like, what? Hellboy Book Club? What is this? <laughs> and then, and I'm a podcasting fiend, so uh, I absolutely okay. had to listen to you guys. And, and you've accompanied me around Silver Lake here in Los Angeles, Silver oh. Lake Reservoir, my little morning jaunts, and, and it's been great. You know? Oh, that's nice. Oh, that is so yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's thank nice. you for listening to our show, and thank you for reaching out to us. You sent us a Hey You Damn Guys, and from there I was right. like, hey, if you ever want to hey. be on the show, and you were like, I'd love to be on. I was like, wow. Are you kidding me? That's, that's so great. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that's so nice. Yeah. Yeah, we really enjoyed your performances on those audiobooks. So, of course, we've got to oh, talk yeah. about that. You know, how did all of this come about, um, your voice acting career? Can you tell us a little bit about your journey into voice acting? Uh, yeah, you know, I've, I've been doing the acting thing since I was a kid in terms of like any kind of stage I could get. I'm from uh, Northern California and I, I was part of a drama group as a teenager where we used to write and direct our own stuff and go all over California schools. And uh, it got me into learning how to write stuff and performing it and moving on and, and just teaching about production. And then from there, somewhere around my uh, senior year of high school, uh, I found out about speech team. And it wasn't just speech team about okay. like debating and informative, but there was like acting events, interpretation events. And uh, I was fun. like, wait a minute, what? I, yeah. can, I can go up and talk for 10 minutes and, and it's all me? <laughs> nice. Count me in, you know? And, and I thought it was great. And, and I ended up studying at, a, uh, I competed at Santa Rosa Junior College. That's my hometown. Okay. And then I transferred to San Francisco State because they also had a film department, which is what I was looking for. And I competed for their team for a bit. And, uh, and I've just always been able to do speeches and convey whatever information. I, I was a waiter and a bartender for a very long time. So. Like you do, like you do. Uh, yeah, like you do, yeah. like, as you do when you move down to L.A. But then voice work is kind of here and, here and there. I, I did Loop Group uh, for about 10 years oh. here and off and on. Wow. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with Loop Group or not. Yeah, tell but me a little bit more about that. A Loop Group is you basically get about seven or eight actors together, and it's for a TV show. Whenever you have, like, background actors, you know, we worked on the biggest one that brought us in was the TV show Community. I worked on, cool. on almost all, oh. like, half of those episodes. Yeah, it was great. And and it ruined us. If you're a fan of Community, you know the sense <laughs> of humor that they have on that show. And oh, yeah. they really pushed us in, in the loop group room to do that. And what we would do is, like, when they're in the cafeteria and there's all these students pretending to talk in the background, when they're actually shooting that, they're, they're all pantomiming. They're not yeah. allowed to say anything. No, sure. So there's times when they're like, all right, Wayne and Jerry, you guys are the two dudes with the backpack talking. And then, you know, Danielle and Aubrey, you're the other two over there in the corner. Just watch what they're doing and then pretend like you're saying what they would be saying. And right. For the most time, it's just, you know, gobbledygook. But then there's certain times where certain background actors are really emoting with their mouth. And you're like, ah, shit. All right. I got to <laughs> yes. work backwards now and try and figure out what they're saying. There have definitely been and times where I'm really paying attention more to the background actors than I am to... The actors who are supposedly <laughs> supposed to be in the foreground, and I yeah. catch myself really paying attention to them and what they're doing. And like, there yeah. there have been stories about like, well, this guy really caught our attention, so we decided to give him a couple lines, and then that like spawns an entire acting career and stuff like that. Oh, so yeah. that's really interesting that you you're you're interested in doing the work, and you've done you did it for so long, and that's really cool because yeah. you have popped up in so many shows that we've watched. Like, and and I was uh, when I was going through your IMDb, and I was like, oh wow, he's he's really done a lot of stuff. This is cool. Well, the Loop Group stuff doesn't show up on IMDb. Like, if you get into them, I've right. got a couple films. But I'm sure that provided um, a lot of opportunities and so on and so forth. Definitely. One thing leads to another like in ways that like, you'll never notice. Uh, but so I did the Loop Group for a while, and I occasionally would get an acting gig here and there. Like the very first show I was ever on was Angel. Yeah. And, and you know, and it's, and it's like a day's worth of work, and it was on the Paramount lot, and I was in these tiny trailers where I could <laughs> practically touch opposite sides, you know, by, by extending my arms. And I've heard uh, Patrick Stewart talk about those tiny Paramount trailers 
that they stayed in when they were doing it. And the, and the trailer I was in had to be as old as me, if not older. Nice. And so nice. just one of those is like, oh man, there's been so many actors that have stayed in this thing. And and I'm a nerd, so I loved all that kind of thing. I, I really I call my mom from the trailer. Sure, my mom, sure. I'm in my trailer. Okay. Uh, but it's very that work is very few and far between, at least in, in my particular case. And the uh, the loop group work it was more frequent, but not as frequent. It still comes and goes and. Sometimes we'll get on a show and then we wouldn't hear from the, the producers in like a year, you know, and it's just right. you, you, you get the job and you get it. And about I guess about this is like 2017 or, or 2018, uh, we were working on something. We were working on um, I think it's Channel Zero and it was like this kind of horror spin. And they wanted us to have background noises of this whole passage from Voltaire. And they oh, gave wow. it to me, and I just, boom, and just went and just read it all. One take, no mistakes. And they're all like, did you read that before? I'm like, no. And, and they're like, what's going on? Like, ah, that was pretty good. And I was like, yeah, dude. I, I, if only there was a way I could read a lot of copy and, and, <laughs> and get paid for it. Gee, maybe I and should explore my... this. You say it's called voice acting, right. do you? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like, where is this, great. This, this opportunity? And so I was listening to uh, John August and Craig Mason have this amazing yeah. screenwriting podcast called uh, Script Notes. Nice. And John August wrote a novel. He's a very well-established uh, screenwriter for anyone that doesn't know. He's done, he did like Aladdin. He did Charlie yeah. and the Ch Chocolate Factory. Go was his big break. And he wrote uh -huh. a novel. And since he's really into podcasting, he did a separate podcast all about the novel writing process oh, cool. up until the release of the book. And then when he met the narrator that was doing the audio book and they were talking about that, I'm like, what's this? How, how do I how do I get into this job and, and I actually read yeah you narrate the whole book and I remember I'd heard about him before but it's just something that kind of slipped by me you don't ever really hear about it much in LA and I reached out to my manager hey what do you know about this is there anything about audiobooks like I have no idea he had no idea what to do so I just kept pushing and pushing and finally found some resources and uh you know one thing led to another there's a, a wealth of resources out there if you really want to commit but it's one of those things you also have to be careful what you accept because my very first book when I was getting into it, it's just like, holy shit, this is like six and a half hours oh, worth of recording wow. and it's all me and it's all up to me. Yeah. And you told this guy you could do it, so you better do it. Right. And and, and I love <laughs> it. You know, I got into, right. You know, I was like, don't tell these people you can do it if you can't. Sure. And I, I know I've got a hundred voices in my head that are there, whether I read them on a microphone or not. So might as well exercise them a little bit. Sure. And, and that was sort of my first series and it kind of progressed from there. It's so cool. That's really super interesting awesome. because you built up these acting chops and then you just discovered you had a, a love for uh, narration and you were like, Oh, this is a whole <clears> thing in and of itself. And it is a different type of acting, but if you don't have those chops in the first place, how can you build on that? And so that's really fascinating yeah. that you, uh, your particular unique, you know, journey into that is that's really cool. That's that's interesting. Well, I studied Meisner and and I did that you know, since I've been in LA. I've been in LA a little over twenty years, and and uh, it's this one technique that I remember hearing about before I actually studied it. And it's very much work off the other person, like whatever that other person yeah. is giving you. And you would think that, well, with audiobooks, that's not going to help. But you'd be surprised how much it does. Like it, it's you have to all be in communication yeah, with that. Well, that and you have to be in the moment. Like, even though all the words are printed out in front of you, you're kind of like there and reading and just taking it in live as if it's just you're in that moment. Excellent. It's it's I could I could go on and on about how there's ways about it that are the most truthful type of acting right. is to some degree is narration because there's so many other things in terms of like when you're working on a scene that's going to be in a TV show you're memorizing lines. Well, honestly, memorizing lines has jack shit to do with being in a moment and being a human being experiencing what you're what you're taking in right. and living in imaginary circumstances, yeah. which is what, you know, an actor is whereas trying to memorize a scene or memorize, you know, a play, a Shakespeare play. Oh, my God. You know, that that in itself is its own skill that's very mm. much part of what acting is. But fortunately for, you know, audiobooks, the script's in front of me. I just kind of follow it as I go. You're talking about you're talking about um, organizing things and then giving a performance, and those are two different things that have to come together. It's almost like when you're a musician, you you know how to play the song, but the performance of the song is something completely different. And Absolutely. so that's really I I love the way that you talk about that because that's that those are different skill sets that come together to yeah. make this this journey that you're on and this you, you hear about oh generous actors oh he's so generous in a scene or whatever and he's so generous well to be generous when it's just you 
you have to be generous with the material almost. <laughs> yeah. And it's just yeah. very, yeah. it's so fascinating to hear you um, talk about your personal process because that's something that, um, it's just an interesting insight. I like that. That's really cool. Oh, I, I, you know, it's all developed just over these last three years, three, almost four years of, of being on this journey. And uh, it, it's been quite eye opening, but also exciting because so much of it before, I mean, this whole time I've been in LA, it's you're trying to get the gigs, you're trying to get the next gig, <laughs> ideally the permanent <laughs> yeah. gig where you're on the yep. show or, you know, the and gig. then in the audiobook for the past, you know, two years, pretty much since the summer of 2019, I've pretty much had a book to work on almost every day, if not recording and prepping. That's wow. great. And and it's just working every day. I don't know if you guys watched uh, Euro Dreams of Sushi. Yeah, I love it, that. Oh, we love that. Oh, right? I love that so much. I was like, John, you got to watch this. Yeah, no, that. You make oh, the rice man. every day for years yes. and years and years. So you perfect that rice. Yes. And, and I identified with that so much. Yes. And, and that's so much of what this is. <laughs> yeah, and th- there's a whole other level too because you uh, a minute ago you said, and I, you know, and I read the book. But you have you do all the different voices too. Is that something that you have always done from your first audiobook reading, or is that something yeah. that you've? Wow, that's yeah, I, yeah, that's, that's like stepping it that. up a notch. Because not every audiobook that I listen to do they do that. No, they don't. And I get sometimes you know shit on because I I go to such lengths. You know, I actually I don't read reviews as a rule. I just try I try to avoid. No, them. don't read those. Yeah. No. You know, it, it, you have to go back both ways with it. And I I forget if it was Bones of Giants or not. It, it was one of them where I think I was looking on the listing on my cell phone and automatically a review pops up. Oh. And and I saw T A N. Totally annoying narration. Nice. No, no. What a jerk. Listen. I, I was like, oh, wow. This person put some effort into this. Well, there's, they a really difference. Like it. there's a difference between taking um, constructive criticism from someone that you have respect for and that respects you and is is you're, you're looking for that growth and you're looking you're like i think this person can maybe help me grow and this person's like i'm interested in helping <laughs> you grow and there's a difference between entering into that and then having be, being bombarded with strangers telling you their unsolicited opinion it's kind of like <laughs> yeah. one of those is helpful and one of them is not helpful so yeah you can safely ignore a lot of that i think and you don't internalize uh, too much of the trolls but i yeah. think that if yeah. you're literally in concert in in uh, having a conversation with someone that you admire and respect and they're giving you some honest feedback. Yeah, you can kind of take that and use it, but like, yeah, yeah. trolls on the internet, you know, you don't, you don't need to pay attention to that. That's fine nah. to ignore. <laughs> I don't. It just, that one stood out. It, it was, I thought that was pretty funny. I will say this. Uh, I'm yeah. a person who reads a book. I do not listen mm-hmm. to audiobooks. And so yeah. you'll hear me say that on the first one because it was such a foreign concept to me. I was just like, oh, you guys listen to the audiobook? Yeah, it's not really my thing. Um, I had to take pause and I had to go back because I'm actually a huge fan of voice acting, like a fan of people who are voice actors, I will say. I, you know, um, I have no wish to do it myself, but I do admire people who do it. And I, I, um, Mm -hmm. I have like a list of favorite voice actors and stuff like that. So I'm like, you know what, if I respect that, this is kind of that, right? So let me go back and just because my favorite thing, my favorite way to, uh, reflect on a book is by reading it. Because uh, mm-hmm. I'm a visual person doesn't mean that I can't listen to this and give it a try. And you know what? I like it. It's great. Yeah, and great. this int- you actually introduced me. John and Aubrey introduced me to your. They're like, this guy's great though. And I listened to the work you did. And you know what? Now I'm kind of opening up a little bit to this idea yeah. and discovering it That's as like great. a separate but yeah. cool, equally cool thing. And so I went back to listen to a bunch of other stuff, uh, like um, that I had missed out on. And um, you know what? Okay, I'm digging it. <laughs> That's great. I'm currently listening to uh, Will Wheaton do Ready Player Two. Oh and my goodness! Read, uh, it was it was it was fun. It was a, a great time. He's great, you know. I yeah, think, I, I'm sorry. What did you say, Daniel? I just said, "Oh my goodness!" That's all I said. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. He doesn't. He's been doing it for a long time. He's he's narrated a bunch of books. He doesn't uh, get into the voices too much, um, but he does do little accents here and there. And and you know, I I was a Will Wheaton fan since Stand by Me, so okay, I think okay. it's. A fun one. I listened to his uh, narration for Ready Player One, so he, he actually is pretty good. And I've, and I've also been a fan since back in the day. Yeah. Star Trek TNG days. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Wesley Crusher. Oh my no. goodness. Oh my goodness. But uh, we, we are fans of the voices. I think that that yeah. adds a lot to it. And I did want to talk about the voice of Hellboy because yes. one of the things that we talked about in the show and one thing that I really appreciated is 
you had your own take on his voice that was apart yeah. from what has been portrayed in the movies. You know, I was wondering, like, did you take input from the movie? Did you take input from the comics? Or did you just say, you know, I'm just going to, what What do I think this guy would sound like? I'm wondering what your inspiration was for crafting that character. Well, I definitely took input from the movie for the first two. The The most recent one didn't really do it for me. Um, but and I believe Aubrey pointed out that like I did a John Hurd when I was Professor Broom and and yes. absolutely uh, he oh yeah, John, oh, yeah definitely such a, a great actor <laughs> and and he really embodied that character and and uh, so for something like that where I knew he wasn't going to be in it that much I have no problem with doing you know one of my actor voices there's a number of actors that I have in my ensemble that I'll use for different voices if it lends to it sure um, yeah but, but but Hellboy is such like. You know, he's like a World War II guy, like, you know, kind of born, quote unquote, born during World War II, raised by a lot of kind of you know, World yeah. War II soldiers yeah. and that mindset. Very yeah. blue collar, you know, and, and I love the opening of uh, Bones of Giants where that was all from that cop's point of view that can't believe he's looking at, you know, this <laughs> demon walking up and, and he's scared for his life. And then you realize, oh, he's describing Hellboy. And Hellboy's like, hey, anybody see a monster? <laughs> you know? so he's just like your buddy. And, hey, Hank, I can see the wife still feeding you. And, oh, my God. You know, he's just that kind of the guy's guy, you know. And, and I just love that. It's it's sort of a persona. And uh, I don't want to get in the way of, of that persona by then trying to add a layer of trying to sound like Ron Perlman. And I can't, you know, I can't really do uh, a decent Ron Perlman. But at that point, it's that would be the wrong it would, that would be the cart driving the horse and and to be more of a feel of an effect of who hellboy is and you guys tagged on a lot of the things in in uh, cool. the lost army because that was the first one that i recorded that i really liked things that i thought they didn't the only thing only way he'd get away with it is in the book is the idea of him talking about the hooves yeah. his hooves on the pavement stepping on glass love that when, his hooves when he was underwater and bouncing off i think aubrey pointed out it reminded him as a kid when you're bouncing off the bottom of the pool yeah, and, yeah. i remember having that same thought uh you guys talked about the whole that he breathes heavy he sleeps heavy when uh anastasia was sleeping against him and she wouldn't need a blanket and then it kind of got a little like whoa a little a little questionable but when i was when i was reading i was like oh here we go okay this is interesting yeah. you know that, that they're, they're going there why wouldn't he because he's so human and all these other aspects why wouldn't he be you know, more human and available in, in, you know, the behind the scenes. Like of course. No, that's a great I really, point. I really appreciated that, the, the, the way the author did that. But yeah, no, for, for Hellboy to me, he just sort of has like this kind of, I, I might have read this somewhere. I might I might be making it up. But didn't uh, Mike Mignola say that uh, Hellboy was sort of based on his dad? Yeah, yes. no, he did say yeah. that. He did say that. It's kind of his dad was sort of a blue collar, yes. uh, yeah. a working type. And, and I just see that, you know, Hellboy being that 1950s, 1960s, you know, <laughs> hey, buddy, you know, very East Coast. Uh, he's he's yeah. going to break your balls yes. and doesn't suffer <laughs> fools lightly, but he's also not an asshole, you know, he, but he, he's just a great character. It's a great and, take. Uh, no, it's a great oh, take. Yeah. And I was totally converted completely. I mean, that's really good. And it's good to have a fresh, unique take. You don't want someone who's trying to sound like Ron Perlman. I think you nah. have the spirit of what he he also was kind of had his own take on that same concept and you took yeah. your take and, and brought it to the table and it's it's yeah. it's great. And I um I also uh I love how easily you slipped right into that there. That was fantastic. That was good. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of them. For the the voice of Hellboy, I thought that you added a lot of humor to the the delivery of the lines yes. like yeah um yeah. if i was just reading the page i don't know that it would have been as funny when he just goes like yeah when he's talking on the yeah. phone you know when he calls <laughs> manning in the beginning but john that's yeah. that's called acting yeah it was yeah <laughs> acting and that was also what's funny about that scene is that's the opening scene the introduction to him in the book and he's just doing the yeah game huh no no i got him and it's like that's the most like business like that's not just superman or your your ultimate hero but he's yes. just kind of having that typical quality on the phone and, yes. and what do you mean he can't be blown up by fire or something like that, you know <laughs> yeah and that was uh, that was my audition scene uh uh when i when i auditioned for this that, that's the scene that makes sense well, you got the job then because you don't want someone who's like trying to be stoic and heroic that would be really annoying yeah. to have to listen to that oh, the yeah. whole time through to have him be so humanized that's the whole point of the the way that he was written in that book is that no yeah. you don't understand he's a human he's a man you can't call mm -hmm. him a monster and the fact that you brought that to the table just 
by becoming that is so fantastic. Yeah, you really humanized him in that way of, like John said, like you wouldn't have necessarily read that as funny in your head, but when a professional takes over yeah. and makes you hear that, it can add a whole new layer yeah. to that. Oh, thanks, man. That's, that's very nice to hear. I appreciate that. Tom, he said finally, it's Hellboy. As he listened to his superior's questions, Hellboy scratched idly at the stubble on his head. Yeah, he said. Yeah, it's all set. Mrs. Crittenden didn't care about the house or the car. She just wanted the thing out of there. Too bad, though. There was a nice car. Hellboy cocked his head to one side, then raised an eyebrow at the next question. Tom, I'm telling you, it's all set, he said. The damn thing's on fire, after all. What do you mean he can't be killed by fire? And it's in for a character like that, I mean, uh, you're coming into it with an idea of who he is already and, and an opinion. There's so many other characters when, you know, there's obviously a lot of characters in any book you're taking on. Most of them you've never heard of before. You don't have an idea. You're just relying on the author at the moment to describe them or, or later on down the book to describe them. And uh, whereas Hellboy, when I'm coming in for Hellboy, I already had an opinion, a kind of a sense of who this guy was. Right. And so that that definitely, you know, all props to to Guillermo del Toro and, and Ron Perlman for delivering a guy that I could then have my own feelings about that are based on another type of truth that maybe they touched on, but they weren't digging into as much as maybe I am now since I'm the narrator. So it was obviously a lot of work had been done before I got there, but I was able to appreciate it and and kind of take my own turn with it. Which... Absolutely, that really comes through. And so your exposure to Hellboy had had mostly been the films at that point. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. My brother, uh, my brother took me, my mom, and my uh, stepdad. I think it came out. The first one came out uh, around his birthday one year, and and he was already a big Hellboy fan. He's like, you just got to come see this. And and I, I already knew Guillermo del Toro from uh, Blade Two. I thought he did a pretty good job with that. And and it, and I'd seen the ads for the movie, and I just had no idea you know, what this character was and then really liked the movie. And then later on for his birthday, we went and saw the second one. And, um, nice. and then at some point I got the comics. Once I got the job, I got all four of the Omnibus series and started reading those. Okay. And, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Really? Yeah. I actually did want to ask you about that. Well, I want to ask you about the comic, but I also wanted to come back and talk about this audition process. Can you talk a little bit about yeah. that? So oh, you, sure. you, you, you get story. a, how, how do you find the the listing to be Hellboy? Well, I'll take you back even farther to, to introduce the, the story to you. As a narrator coming up, they have this this uh, conference every year in New York called APAC, the Audio Producers Association uh, oh. Conventions. I, I might be screwing up the title totally, but it's one of those things. Where it's basically a big mecca that takes place. It's one day, even though there's a couple things on other days, um, but the big one is one day in New York and all the podcasts and all the articles that I've been reading are like, you have to go, if you're serious about your craft, you need to go out to New York and you need to sign up for this thing. And uh, so I did that. And then I already had, by the time I went there, I think I had 13 books under my belt that I was, I was taking on that I already finished. Wow. And so I had audition material to send in to qualify for this thing that they called speed dating. And for speed dating, you have like two and a half minutes to bounce from one table to another <laughs> where you sit on the table, meet all these producers and, and these cool. people from different companies. And, you know, oh, wow. oh, my name is Wayne Mitchell. You know, I'm done acting this. I directed this film. I'm, I've been getting into this last couple of years. Da, 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 da. And, you know, do your little tap dance and make contacts. Sure. And, and it's very, very overwhelming. It's the fastest two, two and a half minutes of your life. But you have cards for them, you hand out and et cetera, et cetera. And so I go away from that. I come home from that and not even a week later, I'm oh, checking, nice. um, I'm checking heat vision, which is one of the websites I check every day for the Hollywood reporter. They have the heat vision yeah. session, like comic book and sci-fi. And I mm -hmm. see this big thing saying Marvel is getting into audiobooks from dreamscape media and Eric black producer. And oh. I look at my list of all the people I had met and I had met Eric black oh. and at one of the points of the table. And, and I emailed them like, "Hey, Eric, yeah. what's up, man? You know, we just oh, met wow. last week. That's you how know? you do it." And and, uh, and I was, I'd love to read for something. And he got back to me within like twenty minutes. That's great. Just going, "Hey, absolutely. That's great. Here you go. We're we're working on a Captain America book. Why don't you take it? Audition for it. Anything you want. Uh, just two minutes, three minutes. Send it in to me." And I'm like, "Sweet." And and again, the whole thing, the way. You know, if I went in to try and do Captain America and Chris Evans had never done it, I would have been a little <laughs> worse at it. 
but since he had added so yeah. much heart and soul and already had a sense for who this character is, I got that again. There. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, an emotional one, a smart one. Like the, what Chris Evans did with that character is phenomenal. But okay. uh, I digress. So I, I, you know, I auditioned the thing, turned it in. Long story short, I didn't get it. A couple months go by and I look up the title to see, oh, well, who did get it? You know, what sure, sure. uh -huh. Captain America. And it wasn't out yet. There was nothing listed. So I reached out to Eric. I'm like, hey, man, uh, everything worked out with Captain America? Because I know it's you know, <laughs> all on an email. Even if you don't, but like, even if you don't get like that thing that you auditioned for, the guy that you auditioned with, you know, he's still saw your performance. Like, well, maybe not this one, but maybe because maybe that's already tied up in whatever, like it's who you know. And maybe he's like, mm -hmm. I, I, I do have him in mind for a different thing and all this and that and the other. So like, you're not just auditioning for one role. You're kind of auditioning. Yeah. to work with that guy maybe that's such that's, an interesting that's exactly thing like that's interesting wow. yeah because that's exactly what happened it just so happened when i reached out to him to go hey about that captain america and he's like oh no marvel already selected on someone else but you know i've got these other titles you might be interested in do you like hellboy cool, cool. and i was like oh, wow. wow and that's when he sent me the the script for uh, lost army and i did the first chapter and um and then they sent it to to Mr. Mignola and Mr. Golden and and uh, they chose me for for these four books and you can see the email I sent to Eric like I was just like through the roof yes, oh my god yeah. so awesome you don't even know my brother's gonna be so psyched and then you know and, I'm freaking out he's, um, he's yeah. laughing about it but and they kind of just gave me the four books so like hey can you have this book done by this date and this book done by this date and I was like yes yeah. and I had them all in early nice <laughs> wow. yes oh nice oh, yeah man are you kidding me? On one of them, the dates, I think the fourth book, he had given me the wrong date. He actually wanted it sooner. And he's like, is there any chance you're uh, already done with the fourth one? I'm like, I'll be done on Tuesday. Nice. Sweet. Nice. Dress to impress. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're out uh, there, you this guy stays on his deadlines. Hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy is on top of it. And like so, you know, I think I mentioned earlier, I record from home. I have a home studio. And, you know, if you start assuming, well, I've got all this time to record it and I'll just wait till the last minute, I guarantee you that's the day <laughs> that the dude next door decided to turn on the emergency generator oh, all no. day long. No. Or there's fire trucks outside or the hell, and there's a lot of helicopters oh, in LA. So man. I always oh, yeah. try to get it done early. And if I'm done early, sweet. It's actually a nice. good policy. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> Uh, so you mentioned that you did some research with the comics. What are some of your favorite stories? You know, the one, I think you guys mentioned it uh, um, when you saw, talked about the sea shanty. There was an <laughs> omnibus at, at the end of number two. There was that one, the comic where uh, uh, Hellboy is like on a ghost ship. Oh, and, yeah. And, he, and he's, going, he's got the kid on his shoulders and they're kind of just going through the whole story. of I forget all the backstory. Oh, and then it turns out like they're all ghosts and he ends up realizing he has like a, the, the boy's skeleton on his shoulders and, and it was all just sort of a, a weird hallucination. But the art on that one, the, the way they drew that one separate than all the others, it was uh, this really grainy texture, like very strokes, yeah. almost like a pencil drawing. And it was just amazing. Like you, you, you feel sometimes like bad that you're turning the page when you haven't spent enough time just looking at all the I art. I am like that. that I will spend too much time looking at just the art. I cannot put my finger uh, on the title of that. Right. And isn't it like they, uh, they that go down. And oh, right. Like yes. That? Sure. That's the uh, Jason uh, Alexander art, uh, right on yes. that one. Okay. Yeah, that's the pirate yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, we covered that in like our first few months. I know. Oh, did you really? Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I have to go back and check it out. Uh, yeah, this is really cool. That is awesome. That's excellent. So uh, you're you're into all of this, and and you actually you know, seem to care for these characters and, and you, you oh, yeah. made it your business to look at these comics and to watch these movies and things like that. And I think that's, um, that's really excellent. You know, do you, do you prepare for all of your roles that way? Or are some of the roles you're like, <laughs> I already like this. I'm just psyched to be here. I'm just psyched to be a part of it. Well, most of the roles don't have the, the accompanying material. The lore, the 20 does, years you know. of lore. Yeah. 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 All these interviews you can look up and all these different authors. Um, I can't really think of anything that I've done that has this, this already had such a strong base. So what was that yeah. like? Was that just very exciting to just be a part of something so that has already oh, yeah. so much of a foundation? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, because it was one of those things where I knew it had a following. It already had a pretty hey, big following. There you go. Here it is like a year after hey. I've, I've done it and you guys are, you guys are doing We're still talking about, about it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole bunch yeah, of nerds yeah, that are going to be listening to it. A whole bunch yeah. of nerds are bothering you. 
about <laughs> it. Not bother me at all. Are you kidding? I was the first when when I first saw the the first episode come up, and I saw you hashtag me, and it's like, oh god, they're talking about my narration. I was a little like, oh no, oh, no. are you railing me? What's going on? I like, we wouldn't hashtag you if they were just gonna shit all over you. Oh. I went in there, you know, with a good spirit, and you guys were very very kind. So I appreciate that a lot. Oh, I thought it was oh. great. Yeah, uh, no, I I I, I very enjoyed listening to it like like you said earlier you were listening to us while you were going around your neighborhood like i've been walking my dogs listening to you uh hey, reading me a hellboy yeah. story <laughs> that's great that's great it, it is hey. kind of surreal to talk to you because you slip into your you slip but into yes, your yeah. your narration voice you're kind of like a fun. deep your your deep voice there for a little yeah. bit i'm like oh yeah that's the guy <laughs> that tone. yeah well, it's one of those things with the microphone. That's one of the why well, I was hoping I could uh, get my booth mic in. Is is you're allowed to do so much with quiet, and you're allowed to yeah. do something that's so intimate, and it allows your voice to do a lot more because you're not having to throw, you know, really push it and right. and jam it. Because voices are are, are in uh, in and of themselves a difficult thing to do at times, or they can come times sometimes come naturally. But then when you're asked to, to do something and then like yell a character <laughs> or scream a character, it all of a sudden like goes back to just your original voice. It's hard to maintain yeah. as much. Um, but that's one of the art of of narrating that uh, that I try and recognize and try and get behind is that because it's such an intimate you know media that I'm so close and into the mic and and it's such a cerebral process narration all that you want it to be quiet and very subtle. Yeah. It allows me to get away with a lot more stuff. So. Wayne's got that mic control. That's yeah, what he's got. Yeah. <laughs> and when I don't, I edit it up. <laughs> oh, nice. nice. <laughs> I, I, I uh, pop some peas, and there's times where I'm using, you know, a word of the letter F in it, and I just like blow on the mic, oh, and, and they like, yeah. But I'm not alone. You know, we have editors. There was, uh, you guys might find this funny. Um, the Eric Black I mentioned, he was the gentleman that hired me. Michael Jones was the editor on uh, on uh, Lost Army, and I knew a, an actress, a British actress, that went by Anastasia. Oh, okay. and and john okay. you when you guys brought up anastasia the first time you said anastasia on the first episode of then aubrey came and he goes yeah anastasia and then uh you continued on with her name and talked about her and the very first recording the there's some nearly 400 <laughs> anastasias were read by me as anastasia uh. and and then they got back to me saying hey i'm sorry about this but it's supposed to be Anastasia, <laughs> not Anastasia. Um, that my, there's like about yeah. My initial reaction is to read it Anastasia. So when you got that note and you're like, "Do I have to seriously re-record every single line <laughs> yeah, where I said Anastasia?" Like, I'm, I'm psyched to I'm psyched to be here, and and you know <laughs> I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll 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 do it. You know, and and but I was like, "Are you sure? Would you you reach out to the guys? Because I don't know how much she's in the other stuff. I mean, I think this is the one that she's oh, in the most. Shit. Aren't I allowed to?" could kind of like make the shot and nope the uh mr golden and mr mignola wanted it anastasia and so i went back and uh, i don't know if you know your your pdf but you know apple f is fine went in for anastasia it showed every anastasia oh, and i just wild man. recorded all those pieces wow and, you know, it took maybe wow. an hour and a half you know probably wow. took a lot longer to edit it back in but that's wow. a good editing though that's a good editor that's then. good editing wow. though. oh yeah. yeah no he's great he's that's really good, good. stuff man Good for you. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's learning, incredible. You know, Technology. On my shoulders. Yeah. 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 In, all, in all fairness, the reason I, I say Anastasia is because there's a Tori Amos song called Yes, Anastasia that always kind of sits with me. <laughs> oh, okay. See, and I have a friend named Anastasia, but like when I read the name Anastasia, in my head, I, I hear Anastasia for some reason. I don't know why yeah. I hear Anastasia. And so like, yeah. I know that it's Anastasia, but it just looks like Anastasia. Anyway, that's well, an excellent... It's an American A. It's yeah, Anastasia. You, go. Yeah. you know, it's just... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds a little classier, but, you know, hey, who it, it, it does. <laughs> it does. Maybe that's what it is. Um, so. You know, on the in the Hellboy comics, there are a lot of weird words. We have this mm-hmm. ongoing section of the podcast called Pronunciation Corner. <laughs> pronunciation if, you, corner. If, you, <laughs> if you go back and you listen to some of the old episodes... There are so many episodes where we're saying something completely so wrong. So bad. And then we lot. don't find out till later. And then all those episodes are out there. You know, what like, am I, yeah. do I, am I going to go back and re-record no. all mine? My... No, probably not. Like so. Mike, Mike Mignola, for example, yeah, is a good that's one. That's a big one. one. That's the, on the first one. Yeah. Mike it's, Mignola. It's actually Mignola. Mignola. Yeah. Mignola. Yeah. I was probably screwing it up too. There, there you go. Yeah. American. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our first episode is terrible on that. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, but regarding the recording, we we were wondering about that. What is your process of recording a book like this? I mean, how do you what? How long are the chunks? You know, do you break it up mm-hmm. by chapters? Do you just play it by yeah. ear? Like, how do you read it beforehand and kind of mm-hmm. make notes in the book? Yeah, see, that's exactly what I do. I read. I'm actually. Uh, I was cool. today and yesterday working on a. Uh, prepping a book that I'm going to be starting next week Ooh. and you just kind of read over it and, and I like to write down uh, all the chapter page numbers just as I'm going through excuse me and uh, and then also for the characters I'll write down the main characters and little notes that they put in but then I also will mark up my pdf which is normally where I always get it on okay. you know highlight certain things nice. underline things add little notes so I don't have to look them up in my in my notebook and Smart. um if there's if there's a character actor I want to use for one of the characters in the story, <laughs> I'll just put his name down. You know. Do you have a couple yeah. just off the top of your head? What are some just some, oh, yeah. some go to faves character actors wise? Because I'm a big Christopher Plummer. Oh, you guys know. Oh, oh nice. Oh, yeah. I love Christopher Plummer. Yes. I did uh, a book uh, for Dreamscape actually just uh, two weeks ago, and it was, took place on Ellis Island. And there was a doctor that would take photos of all the immigrants coming in off the boat and, and talk to the detective about his comparing them. As you see, if you look at his forehead and the way his eyes are separated, he's obviously part of the family. And it's like he's really getting scientific with it. And, and for me, because I love Christopher Plummer, it really brings out a certain side of me that it may oh, not. Awesome. If I didn't tell you I was doing Christopher Plummer, you may not connect the dots. No, but, but for me, great. it makes it very different than the other guy in the room that but I'm also voicing. The fact that it's inspiration. Oh, wow. You're not doing an impression. It's inspiration. Yeah. That's a different. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. You were talking about your process. You're highlighting. You're making notes. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, keeping character actors characters. in mind. But then when I'm coming to recording, I usually like to record from about 10 to 1, you know, maybe 1030 to 130, depending. And I like to get out about almost two hours of finished uh, recording a day um and and i run the software myself while i'm doing it so when i make a mistake you can it's set up so that you then you put the playhead back to where before you made the mistake and then you hit record and it goes back three seconds before you started and lets you hear yourself where you were going with it otherwise known as punching in yeah 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 it's punching rolls what it's called punching (laughs) roll oh that's awesome (laughs) are you a sound editor no, I'm in a band. It's not as cool as what oh, you're you do. Oh, you're in a band. Yeah, it's nowhere near as cool go. as what you do. Please continue. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that, but uh, uh, but so I do that, and then um, and then I clean up the seams, what I call the seams, wherever I stopped and started before, to make sure there's no change in rhythm, that uh, uh, there's no breaths being cut off midway, so nice. that it all sounds like one fluid take. Professional. And then I also, yeah, well, yeah. I you know try. I, I live. I didn't get paid for it. Um, <laughs> but I also will go back and listen to it because I found when I was just recording it and sending it in that I was a little mistake heavy. And also the opposite was like, if I only wanted to do about two hours a day after three and a half hours, then my day was over. And I was just like, I feel like I should be doing more. And so I got to the point where now I go back and I listen to whatever I recorded and I catch any mistakes and I go re-record the mistakes. And that makes it about a six and a half hour, sometimes seven hour day. And uh, it's a lot of work, man, but I respect the dedication. That's great. Wow. Thank you. You know, it's, it's good to have a process and it goes back to the, you know, hero dreams of sushi. It's just to have that job that every day you're testing yourself again and again. Cause you know, so much like we were saying before the acting is that the jobs are so here and there, you know, you get made two days on a TV show and then maybe it's seven months before you get something else. And it's like, well, what are you doing between that time? Am I studying? Am I, am I practicing my craft somehow? What am I doing? And this is some of the more intense ways of practicing your craft is playing all these different people, men, women, yeah. all different ages, all different types from all over the world. It's, it's the most purest form of acting almost as you can, you can get into. And then I get the rare audition where I'm racist cop number two. Or sure. Homophobic uh, bar patron. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you real. go. I, I recently auditioned both of those. But I really oh, respect. Wow. I really respect yeah. and admire, and and I really, you know, for myself, that Jiro dreams of sushi kind of attitude. That kind of, you wake up, you you do your process, you you respect the process, and yeah. you work it, and it works, and then you know you do that as m- much as you can, and then you know. Per that the pursuit of that craft is never ending and that's what's exciting no. about it and that's such a 
I, that's just a, such a great way of putting it because it's like, you know, anyone, if you want to get good drawing hands, you draw a thousand hands, you draw 10,000 hands. If you want to be good at voice acting, you better do that six hours a day. You better do whatever. Yeah. But it's like, of course, obviously take care of yourself. You can't do that every single day. But like <laughs> the fact that you take joy, I think, I think the thing that's missing from a lot of those descriptions is the fact that you take joy in it, that you are excited to do that work. And you're like, oh, I should be doing more. I want to do more. And and if mm-hmm. you if you can find something that you take joy in and and you want to pursue that and just the act of honing that craft is enough for you and is satisfying for you then like turning that into a career uh if even if it's secondary like you you've done that but the fact that you can still dedicate yourself with j- that joy is really cool i like that that's great oh thanks i i dig it you know i really dig it and it's it's one of those things you're really doing it for the acting because even the very most well respected well known uh, audiobook narrators out there, you probably wouldn't know who they are. Like yeah. they're they're having, they're going through the airport. No one's stopping them. Like it's not, not yeah. for the fame. <laughs> you know, there's no paparazzi involved with audiobook narration. Well, gig know? work is like that. You're doing the gig work because you can't yeah. be doing anything else. You want to be doing that. You yeah. know, and yeah. so that's that's cool, man. You know, doing this podcast. I've been doing this podcast for about three years, and I go back and I edit the episodes. And now, like, I'm familiar with the way that I talk. Like, you know how when yeah. you you have, like, the voice of yourself inside your head and then you have how mm-hmm. you really talk. And when you hear yourself, you're like, do I talk like that? But now, <laughs> yeah. but now I hear myself the way that I talk. Yeah. And, and I realize all the weird things that I do when, when I talk. Uh, <laughs> do you work on things? Like, do you have exercises to, like, speak better or... I mean, have you noticed things that you do with your voice and kind of had to correct for that? Or I guess it's a shaping process over time. Are you talking about like enunciation or? or? I'm just talking about like getting better at talking on publicly. Yeah. Well, like, are you saying, are there like vocal exercises you can do? As we're doing this interview, you are just so fluid in the way that you talk. He's a voice actor. Yeah. It's just very like, you can tell that this is, it's, it's more than just doing voice acting. It's a craft to the way that you communicate in general. Um, I'm, I'm a talkative guy. I've always been this. I've, I've always been been a talker. I've always been into acting. You know, when you talk about voices, uh, true story. One time in the sixth grade, we had a student teacher come in and our main teacher was gone. And I spoke with an Australian accent all day long. Ah. And, and she was back in the teacher's lounge going, that one kid from Australia is really charming. Oh, and like, what no. <laughs> he just you has know, an I'm, overactive I'm imagination. That's just Wayne. Sorry about Wayne. Yeah, yeah it's just Wayne. Don't that's great. No, that's, yeah. that's adorable. I love that. So is it, do you ha- is it like a red leather, yellow leather situation over there sometimes? Or what's going on? Uh, you know, D's and T's are a bitch. I tell yeah. you, man, the, the, there's uh, like <laughs> pocketed it and, and uh, anything with an ED at the end of it and then the, and then it afterwards, those, it, it'll still get me. And, yeah. and it's one of those things where there is an ebb and flow. Like you, it's not necessary that you constantly pronounce every single letter and every single sure. syllable every single time. Because, yeah, that you takes know, it's you out human of it. speech. No. It's just communication. But there are times where it's like, OK, even that you can't do that way. Yeah. Well, pull, pull back, rein it you in just, a little, pull back a little bit. Just muddle the shit out of that ending. Let's go back. And, and, and I'll do that where I, I've got a button that it's called the oh crap key and it stops whatever was just being recorded and it goes back and starts over again. And you'll have those pieces of, of writing that is just screwing me up and I'll have to do seven, eight, nine times before I get out of there. And it's like, okay, now that I said it right, but you can obviously tell I'm in my head. Do it again. And, and, and it's just, it's, it's, it's its own discipline, but, uh, there, you're constantly learning things. Yeah. The, the red leather, yellow leather. Oh yeah. That, that's one thing I know that I do. That's probably ridiculous. And it's a good thing. This Not is on camera no. is that my face, sometimes I will really open up my mouth really wide on certain letters and certain sounds more than anything, just so your lips don't smack a certain way, or so your. That's there, part of it, though. No, that's part of it because, yeah. like, when you want to sing a note correctly, sometimes you have to open your mouth wider to yeah. do it. I mean, that's part of yeah. it, and you know, so do, I, I don't, don't be self conscious about doing something correctly. That's your... well, you know, but the thing is, I did, and then I, I recorded myself doing an audition. And I'm like, ah, shit, I'm doing the fucking mouth thing. Dude. You oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing that thing with my face. Yeah, homophobic bar patron would not be wearing his mouth like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you have you but may yeah. have you may have a point. You may have a point. Yeah, they, yeah, you know, would he be bad. enunciating or? 
probably not. <laughs> right. But it's also one of those things that then it's, am I just being a big insecure whiner? I don't know. But when, I, when I'm watching the video, I saw I was doing that. And if no one else knew what was inside my head, would they even notice? Who knows? Right. But, right. Uh, but I noticed, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do appreciate that. I the pocketed it. Yes, that is definitely like like Wayne Mitchell one. shredded it. It he yes. shredded it. <laughs> that line. <laughs> oh, but there will is... be times like for characters. Like uh, I recently did this one book where there was an alien intelligence, and one of the ways to differentiate when this alien intelligence was talking is that they were extremely specific with everything that they said as they're trying to <laughs> communicate with, you know, and then you go back to the other characters that are talking normal, but for that one particular character, you do lean on those certain rules sure, because you're yeah. trying to make almost another point with it. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun stuff. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's a blast. It's, it's, it's a ridiculous amount of fun. Oh, wow. So just oh, again, man. that comes down to just a lot of just going ahead and just doing the thing. Just do the mm-hmm. thing and you'll eventually be good yeah. at the thing. <laughs> I just keep, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get out there. Awesome. Yeah. And, and um, your voice work again on these last two books that we've covered, I think have been amazing. I, I really want to check out these other books also that you've oh, done. Good. You, you've done um, oh, yeah. two additional Hellboy books, correct? Mm-hmm. Sure did. What is it? The Emerald Hell? Is that the, the, the next one that was the third one? It takes place in the South um smaller one it's only about six hours and some change and then all seeing eyes the last one and that takes place in england and that's a little longer that's a little like nine hours or so wow uh, okay yeah that one's that one's fun that one's uh i had to test out my british accents here and there and and that was i actually reached out to the author on that one and uh he got back to me just because there was some really cool stuff have you guys read that one yet the all seeing (laughs) no we sure Uh, haven't haven't yeah we're gonna have to come back and cover that one yeah there's yeah, there's some really cool stuff where Abe is swimming around the uh, London underground sewer systems, oh, and he's talking about realizing like how old these these tunnels are and how peaceful and serene it is as he's feeling the water flush over him. And it was really really well written, and you know made mention to the author how much I liked that. Nice, um, nice, yeah. Wow, that is so cool. And that's that's got to be really beneficial to be able to to talk directly with the author about the source material. Like that's got to really help out when you're when you're happens rarely. That. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. You also don't want to have to say Anastasia four hundred more times, right? Or- sure. <laughs> no, I don't. No, but when you're when you're you know getting into these roles and having actual direct access to the guy to the source, that's got to be really cool. That's got to be beneficial to yeah. your work, you know. Yeah, it can be. It can be. You know, usually you can get almost everything from the script, um, you know, from the book, and a lot of times. It, it that's one of the reasons it pays to read the entire book is where they just so many stories start off ground running describing the characters as if you know them already and you're not really sure who they are but they're building questions in your head and then later on in the story another character will come in and describe the person you've been listening to and like oh I did, okay so he does have a southern accent and it's like oh okay maybe he has a, a certain quality in the way he's talking and this is the first person sure. to point it out you know he does have yeah. hooves okay <laughs> got it yeah. point taken yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, I got one more thing I wanted to, to bring up. The you know, you guys are talking about the Lahiri character so much that it really yeah. stood oh, yeah. out when when I was just like, oh man, what was that like when I was narrating him? Did I remember being such a friggin' creeper? Well, and, <laughs> and, well uh, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up. You know, I didn't want to uh, I didn't want to stick on that, but I did wonder like. No. I mean, you were just, you just kind of mentioned it earlier, like homophobic bartender or whatever. Like, yeah. Sometimes you have to do stuff that may be a little uncomfortable for you to do, but mm-hmm. you, you really give yourself to it. You know what I mean? Oh, you yeah. really put yourself all <laughs> into it. And, yeah. uh, acting. Yes. And, and, uh, yeah, I, I would love to hear more about that. Well, you know, the thing when I, when I saw, like I said, this is the first Hellboy book and, uh, when I saw like, okay, so this character is going to be that type of character. You know, I, I agree with what Danielle says that it's not really, that, that isn't necessarily my cup of tea where, you know, I don't, you know, time is infinite. Sure. We have so many days on this planet. How many minutes of the day do I want to be hearing about sexual predator <laughs> sure, energy? You right. know? And, and I agree with that, you know, but when, when you're the actor that you're saying, and, and I took on the job, then, you know, I'm, I'm going to give it my best. And it, of course, he, yeah. He, I think yeah. Golden, when he was writing, he meant him to be creepy and he meant to be, you know, very repulsive yes. and like you don't want to be that guy, you know, and that, that there's almost a warning in having those kind of characters where Lahiri, when he talked about before he even found the token or found the amulet in the water before he, before he turned super creepy, 
uh, he was like, oh, if she only knew what was in my head. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and yeah. I could see an, a reader or someone else that's just like, oh, man, I've been that guy. If, oh, these ladies only knew. And then this guy takes down the road where he's just straight up a monster it's and just evil. Anyone reading that that maybe thought that was me in the beginning is like, oh, shit, that's where my thoughts can lead oh. me. I might as well that be that guy. Is an interesting yeah. take. I love but that take on it. That's interesting. We so had here's the, the other thing that you guys turned me on to, and I didn't have this revelation until yesterday when I was listening to the fourth part is I, too, when I was reading this book, was very much like, you know, this is kind of Lord of the Rings-ish. There's a lot of Lord of the Rings beats going on in here. And sometimes when, no, but, you know, but sometimes authors give themselves goals and they're like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm inspired by this, this type of literature. I loved it as a kid. Why don't I add it into a little bit of Hellboy? Because that in my own mind, as long as I know I'm doing it, that's to me is kind of fun and rewarding. And if that's the case, who would be Smeagol? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yes. Lahiri is Smeagol. Oh no. That's, that's right. This is excellent. This oh is God. excellent. You're really turning me around on a lot of stuff here. Wow. This is great. This is oh, good. You're, so but, good. It's, but what you, everything you said before was valid. It's just like Smeagol wasn't like a sexual predator, but they didn't necessarily have the ring of power that this sure. character could, where they could have a character lusting after yeah. it. Right. But maybe yeah. playing on those notes. He knew at the time when he was doing it, all right, well, he's going to be kind of a sexual prick about it. But you know what? I want my Smeagol, and he's going to be my Smeagol. Right. And we even, oh, we like, even Take talked- a look in the mirror. This could be you, dumb shit. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And, and yeah. We, we even talked about how we thought he was going to get some redemption at some mm. point, And then, no, he no. died as a jackal man. But like yeah. that that's kind of... That that character is you either a, straighten uh, the fuck up or you die as a jackal man or you drown in the <laughs> lava or whatever. Yeah, you so. either understand right. that that uh, you know other people are people and wow. have empathy for them or you die a jackal man. You know, man. Wayne, you really are a book club member because you just contributed your own listener feedback. That's to our book club discussion <laughs> shit right there of the of the of the oh, novel. No. That is incredible. That's I'm amazing. so glad that you added those what? insights. Well, it's give and take because, like I said, you know, I recorded this a year ago and I didn't have that thought until yesterday when I was listening to your guys' podcast, going back and listening to the, the story that, you know, that I knew, but it just been a while. And uh, so, you know, any benefit of why it's good to have a book club is because people can offer points of view and we explore the material we thought we knew. You know, it's it's great. So Absolutely. thank you guys 100%. for doing it. Oh, wow. 100%. That was incredible. So great. And thank you for listening to the show, too. Yeah. Totally. Um, oh, yeah. That's really Thank nice you. that you uh, that you gave us a listen. So oh, I no, really I appreciate it. that. And you're you know you've 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 uh, given us so many different insights into your your career and what you think about the uh, the um, subject matter, uh, Hellboy and the book club and all this stuff. And we really appreciate you you giving us your time today and spending that time with us. And um, like Absolutely. when you when you're talking about you know perfecting your craft and and you're saying, well, I'm inspired by this and I'm borrowing this and I'm making it my own and all this stuff. That's that's um, inspiring to me because, like, I'm I'm a printmaker, right? And sometimes I feel like, ah, oh, am I just a total hack? Am I just jacking this or that idea or style, or whatever? And it's like, no, I'm building, I'm laying a foundation, I'm learning my craft, I'm building upon this, and this uh-huh. is gonna take me somewhere else, and it's gonna be a whole journey, and yeah. you know, so I can, you know, do this this piece this way, but then I can learn from that and do so. Like behind this one, p- the artwork that you see is like a thousand artworks that i've discarded on the floor so i i just want to know like because you to to me you're just like you have all these successes and you have all these awesome roles and you have all these things so let me just ask like what's your favorite uh some of your favorite stuff that you've done and what's some of your least favorite stuff that you've done oh uh well i mean you you mentioned it uh john mentioned it when on the first episode where he brought my name up is uh i co-wrote and directed and edited a feature film called soledad which we watched uh, Oh, you guys watched it? We did. Yeah, yeah. Hey, right we on, sure did. Man. Thank you for watching that. Yeah, that thing was, that was my, oof, that was my life for like from the very end of 2013 all the way through to 2016 wow. in terms of, you know, putting it together, producing it, um, you know, editing it and then going to the festival circuit with it. So and, much work. And, uh, oh, it was a lot of work. But what did you guys think of it? I love a movie that takes its time and lets things breathe. And I really yeah. appreciated that you were just letting things breathe and you don't yeah. get a lot of that these days anymore. So that's, I think that's a really important area of filmmaking. I love stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, I really, I liken that to a lot of stuff like, um, the first thing that comes to mind, like the first example I always give people is alien, right? There are a lot of scenes mm-hmm. that are very drawn out and, or blade runner or yeah. something like that. You have a lot of drawn out stuff. And so I really appreciated yeah. that you let things breathe 
that was really cool and that's refreshing. Yeah, and, oh, and 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 it opens it opens very much like that. It introduces us to the main character Victor and yeah. um and I really loved that pacing and it really um I was like I like this. We're yeah. going to we're going to focus on this guy. Yeah. You know, um that whole opening scene of him having to like clean out the limo and all that kind of stuff that was like great. I was like yeah. you know, it it kind of sets you it up. It sets the tone yeah you know but um but that last scene where the the big <laughs> confrontation at the end i don't want to spoil anything no, for no, our no listeners spoilers, yeah. um hopefully you can go check it out i rented it on amazon prime you know so yeah. you can stream it on there it's available on some other streaming services as well you haven't thought this through excuse me you think you know this is gonna play out but you don't oh i don't huh uh, why don't you tell me how it's gonna play out big boy This ain't the first time I had a gun pointed at me. I do recommend checking it out just for some great performances. Um, we were really commenting on the um, the older brother. There's one actor in yeah. this movie that I was like, this is the guy. This is he the guy. Was in so good. That guy is great. Uh, Chris Petrowski is awesome. He's on uh, Madam Secretary. had a recurring character on that. And he's been in some other stuff. And th- that dude, he's a nut, man. He, he brought he, a lot yeah. of momentous energy to all of the scenes. What, what was he like? What was it like <laughs> working did. with that guy? Oh, he was great, man. He's great. You know, all those actors really showed up for us. Um, he had a lot of ideas. My, my co-writer directing partner, Eddie hunted that guy down. Nice. Uh, we were looking at actors and, and he showed up in another actor's acting and really stood out. And they were like, all right, who's this guy? And worked backwards, and I think the first couple times Eddie had reached out to him, he wasn't available. But then Eddie was just relentless. He, he he's great at that. Uh, Eduardo Matarena, my co-writer, co-director, and uh, I know him all his life as Eddie. But once Chris got on board, he was a hundred percent into it, and and uh, for because it was such a a running gun, we would shoot from sun down to sun up, Jeez, going yeah. all over L.A. and, God, and those nice uh, shots. It, yeah, it was wild. It was wild. It was such a crazy experience. Um, but yeah, Chris was great. Um, and we don't mean to just single him out of, obviously, everyone, you know, played their parts well and, and did a great job. But he just, like, when he first came to on the screen, we were just like, this guy has a lot of energy. Yeah. <laughs> this is good stuff. <laughs> he was cracking us up. I was into that. I, yeah. like a, I like a, quote-unquote, villain, I guess, antagonist. I like an antagonist that is... You know that really draws you in like that, so that's good stuff. You you need that, right? And so obviously yeah. the main character, you know, he has a very understated performance that um, yeah. I also appreciate, and I think that they played well off of each other. Is what I you know what I mean? To yeah, Celadon, so Jesse Celadon, yeah, Jesse Celadon. Yes, so yeah. he has a very but understated Soledad, kind of thing going it, on, which is cool. Soledad means solitary. Yes, yeah. and and that was our whole thing of when we were making it. It's not a very fast film. You're right. It is very it takes its time. It's a very human story about these two strangers that meet and they just have this night together. And, you know, and there, there are a lot of other you know people like, oh, it's too slow or you guys take too much time. And I even had this one woman stand up at a, a film festival and say, because you didn't show what Victor did in his past to get him in jail the first time, this film was a failure. No, <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's the, out loud in front of a room full of people. Okay, that's cool. the whole point is that you... Some people need their news read to them, yeah. I guess. Like, they do. Uh, I, I, that's ridiculous. That's the whole point. But I did it wanna, doesn't matter what he did. But, but now that we're talking yeah. about it, there is a scene that takes place at a roller skating rink at the end. So, yeah. were, were you out there on the roller skates? I had, to, I was wondering. He kept like, I wonder if he's, I wonder if Wayne Mitchell's out here on the roller skates. I gotta ask him. No, I didn't. I was one of the two cops that arrested him at the end. There. Yes. I was the taller cop. Yeah, that was. I saw because oh, I saw your reflection in the thing. I didn't even notice. Yeah, I admit, yeah, I no, totally that was, missed that. That was him. Oh, that was me. That was me. That's but no, great. when it came to the. We actually had this amazing camera person. His name uh, escapes me, and he had his own pair of rollerblades. And he went out on the on the <laughs> on the floor and did some amazing camera shots. And as I he saw did. what he was able to do, I was like, "All right, cool, do it this way. Yeah, go with this." And I was just running next to him because I didn't want to get on skates because then I'd hurt myself or sure, even no, give myself we a chance. don't want that. But so you were able to kind of get you got a lot of really great shots out of that guy. I mean, yeah, that was awesome. That was really oh cool. yeah, yeah. It was. It's very much that team effort. It's like this is kind of like what I'd like to get away with. All, all, every shot always feels like you're getting away with sure. it, with you know, not everything going wrong. 
Um, like there's the scene where where Jesse or where Victor falls down while he's skating. That was real. Yeah, that, <laughs> looked, really that seemed real. Oh, that seemed yeah. real. okay. But you caught it, yeah, and, and he went and, with uh, it. <laughs> so he went with good. it because we needed him to fall down, and we had actually already shot him earlier falling on purpose, and then he fell on that one, and it looked way better. Sure. And uh, the <laughs> next day, his back was screwed up. Oh no, that's terrible. <laughs> but he committed. That's well. They, there you go. I mean, that's a com- that's commitment right. right there. And also, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously, his co-star. You know, she was committed to that moment as well and went with it. So that's that's great yeah, yeah. that that worked out. And so you, um, I mean, those scenes almost looked like a music video at times. That was yeah. good stuff. Yeah, thank there was you. there was a lot of different types of shooting in this one movie and so that's really that y'all pulled that off into a cohesive narrative is very impressive it's good stuff oh thank you yeah that was it was an amazing experience you know and i hope to be able to do it uh, again in the future um but it's you'd be surprised it's all the same thing in my mind between narration editing it's just having an opinion about everything and having the right context to judge it and and just going with your ideas and then at the end of the day letting it go and just just going forward with it I mean, any creative uh, medium is going to be a little bit like that. So that's really interesting yeah. to hear you say that. So uh, as far as Hellboy, um, are, would you, what are there? Would there be any other projects that you would want to be involved in as far as the Hellboy universe or the Mignola verse or anything like that, oh, EPRD yeah. or anything like that? Absolutely, anything they anything they send my way, you you know it. I would absolutely be into it. Because I'm I'm yeah. looking forward to hearing more Hellboy from you, more everybody from yeah. you. I think you do a great job yeah. with everybody, oh, and so you, I would love know? to hear more of that. That's good stuff. Yeah, we're definitely going to check out those two other books, yes, especially yeah. um, if you tell me it has more Abe in there too, because I love <laughs> Abe, yeah. and you had yeah. a good take on you had a good take on him in these last couple of books, but he was only in a few scenes. So yeah, he's only in a few, um, but in in. Um, the uh, Bones of Giants, he's in that one a lot more. Yeah, too. yeah, he yeah, sure is. Yeah. That was a good one. Man, yeah, I like um, that one. That's such a great idea. Like, what would happen if the, the hand of fate held on to Thor's hammer, Mjolnir, which I had to learn how to say? Mjolnir, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We actually that had a... so cool. I really did like that book, and so I had to go back and listen to your performances just because I was like, okay, what's this about? And so you've actually managed to turn me into like, you know what? Let me. This is cool. Yeah. I'm listen to these. This <laughs> is great. cool. Hey, that's awesome. Say, I, I actually have not seen seen the movie Solo Dad, but I did see your student film Pure Kill that's on Vimeo. Oh shit! You watched that? I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at San Francisco State, baby. What'd you think? Oh, that was a lot of fun. I, I I really enjoyed it. You know, it was pretty cool. And uh, the the I, I was like a little surprised at the end. I was like, oh shit, that's awesome. Yeah, dude, that was a tough one. Yeah, without telling people what happens at the end, we went for it. Oh man, yeah. it was so good. But yeah, no, everybody should check it out. It's on Vimeo. Okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. It's on Vimeo, sure, is, or it's on my website too. If you go under films, you'll see uh-huh. it for oh, yeah. uh, Soledad, and then you can actually just watch Pure Kill. It's uh, 17, 18 minutes. It's actually shot on 16 millimeter film. I edited it on film. Wow. That's a fun one to say. Edited it. Yeah. Edit, uh, using edited a flat it. Dex and, <laughs> yeah, but that was... Yeah. That's commitment, though. And that's allthingswaynemitchell.com? That's the one. That's, that's the, the one. one. Okay. What, uh, what else do you have going on right now, Wayne? This is where you plug what you have going on. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Uh, well, I, I invite everyone to go check out, uh, if you look on the shock and awe page on my website, you can see, um, that fan fiction I was telling you guys about the yeah. uh, justified screenplay. Yeah. I'm a huge Bill Burr fan. And, and uh, after I did Soledad, people are like, well, what do you want to do next? And I'm like, I'll tell you the kind of movie I want to do. And, uh, it was the, the continuing adventures of us Marshal Raylan Givens. And, uh, awesome. I wanted to write, I started off wanting to write something for Bill Burr just he's such a character and i listened to him probably two hours a week for the past eight oh, or nine years yeah yeah if you watch the mandalorian he was in mandalorian yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah he yeah, did yeah. a good job in that his performance in that he's phenomenal and, he, and he's, yeah. he's he has such that angry quality that you would think would be a turnoff but he also turns it just as much on himself yeah and he really explores what's going on in his life he's very he doesn't have an off switch you're like in the best way he just yeah. really shares his human experience with his own foibles of being a ridiculous hothead. Um, but he's such a character and, and I, and everyone just, I, I too, everyone loves Midnight Run in terms of, you know, the different Robert De Niro and Bob or, or Groden. Yeah. So Charles Groden. Yes. Yes. You know, it's yeah. such a favorite movie of screenwriters and, and I love it too. And then I was like, you know, Bill Burr should be in a movie. And then 
the guy that's chasing him should be a federal marshal and fuck it. It should be Raylan Givens, you know, I'll Love write it. what I want to write. Love it. And I, I had a great time writing it and uh, oh, wow, I got nice. some great notes on it. We're very but pro fanfic here. That's good stuff though. We like yeah, that. It's all, yeah, that's what it is. It's very much fan fiction. So, you know, but I've got a horror script I've been writing that I need to get an ending to and uh, other stuff. It's just, it's, it's, I haven't gotten into as much writing since I got into the audiobook narration, but though I do make time, I do make time to get in there and, and do the other stuff as well. So, yeah. So. I, and I highly recommend um, everybody go check out the Hellboy novels if you haven't already. Yes, um, we highly recommend oh, yeah. them. Everybody can follow you on social media at, Mm-hmm. Dr. Dynamite. Dr. Dynamite. <laughs> yeah. On uh, Twitter <laughs> and uh, on Instagram, I think it's Dr. Underscore Dynamite. And that's Dynamite with two Y's. It's M Y T E at the end. Oh, yeah. There you Dr. go. Dr. Underscore Dynamite was taken. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And go rent Soledad on Amazon Prime. And um, now, did you have to pay for it? I should. I think if it should be free on Amazon Prime. If you oh, have to pay if for Prime. I, I don't have Amazon Prime, so I just yeah, yeah. we don't actually have Amazon Prime. So <laughs> I, we I do. I do have Prime. It. So okay, yeah. yeah. So if you have Prime, you can just watch it on there. We, awesome. We did it yeah, yeah. blockbuster style. We actually rented a thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, that's even better for us. Oh, there great. you go. Great. And that's again. Uh, that's all things Mitchell.com to check out everything that's going on. With Wait, you, right? Yeah, Wayne Mitchell right. with two L's. With two L's. There you go. There's, there's two L's. Awesome, Wayne. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Um, hey, thank you, guys. I appreciate the invite. You guys are doing yeah. great work, and it's fun to keep these stories going and, and explore them in different ways. So uh, oh, yeah. I appreciate you. Awesome. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, this has yeah. been such a great interview. I really appreciate it, and I think our fans are going to love it, too. We'll have another great episode next week, and now Aubrey's going to say all the things. All right, everybody. Send us a hey, damn guys at hellwaybookclub at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at Hellboy Book Club Podcast and on Instagram and Twitter at Hellboy Book Club. You can also find all of our resources on our Podbean website, our Facebook About section, and our link trees on our Instagram and Twitter. And also, uh, if you want, uh, you can leave us a rating in iTunes. Just open up your app and just, you know, give us a rating. Awesome. You can find the podcast on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. This week, we'd really like to thank Wayne Mitchell for being on the show. Yeah. Thank you, Wayne. Yeah. Thank you. Next week, you've been asking for it. We're going to give it to you. Oh, shit. Commentary on the first Hellboy movie, Director's Cut. Awesome. Pull out your DVDs, your Blu-rays. I bet that one's on VHS. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Is it on the streaming services or anything? Yeah, or stream it It, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Stream it, stream it, and join us next week on the Hellboy Book Club podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. And I'm Danielle. And I'm Aubrey Loveless. And I'm Wayne Mitchell. And thanks for the paprika and chicken, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.